Show me the science with Professor Luke O'Neill. Hello, Luke O'Neill here and welcome to my Show Me The Science podcast. Now, this topic is close to my own heart, I must say, and should be close to everybody's heart, especially people in education. I'll tell you why in a minute about that one. This is the science of conspiracy theories and it's a fascinating topic. There's loads of books written about this and I read a book recently which has inspired me to kind of give you a little pressy of this book I've read. Uh, there's also books by psychologists like why do people believe in this stuff where there's no evidence and all that kind of thing. It's a really fascinating thing and it's very important in the times we live in. There's so much misinformation, there's so much stuff on social media. How do you decide what's real and what isn't and what's rubbish and what's true and that's a really important question and it's important in education because we want to educate our young people as to how they can interrogate this very complex world that we're living in with very complex questions so that's what we're going to we're going to talk about the science behind this and what drives people to believe in conspiracy theories what they are and so on so let's begin with big ones will we the one the famous conspiracy theories and, and i guess many people would know about these the jfk assassination was a big one that came along was it the cia and again conspiracy theorists say the cia killed him why would his own agency kill him the theory is it was revenge for the bay of pigs which is a big disaster that happened in cuba that's one part of it the second conspiracy theory about jfk's death is the mafia killed him and that was revenge for bobby kennedy cracking down on organized crime in america now again that's the conspiracy no evidence for this really to speak of you see so that's one big one uh, the second one is the moon landing now we've discussed the moon landing in previous times I guess uh, and that was another one the moon landing was fake why would you fake that because America wants to convince the world it's brilliant you know maybe there was money involved in various things so the moon landing is a second big conspiracy theory what I find interesting about that is the conspiracy theorists say that Stanley Kubrick filmed it in a movie lot in California left clues in the movie The Shining that it was all a fake. Now, again, that's not true. At least we don't think it's true anyway. The next is the Earth is Flat. Strange one. COVID-19 was a great source of conspiracy theories. Was it about population control with chips in the vaccines? Did Bill Gates create the whole thing to control us that's the, that was one of the big ones around COVID-19 and the one that's a bit more light Paul McCartney is dead now this is my favourite of these ones because I'm a big Beatles fan so strangely in 1969 conspiracy theorists said that Paul McCartney had died in a car crash he'd been replaced by Billy Spears who features in Little Help of My Friends they found clues all over album covers and in songs Abbey Road for example he's the only one on his bare feet and if you're a fan now you'll know what I'm talking about if you're not look at the Abbey Road cover of that album so Lennon's in white it means he's the clergyman McCartney is the corpse and he's barefoot next is Ringo Starr dressed in a black frock coat he must have been the undertaker Harrison's wearing denims he was the grave digger that was the and there is a car parked in on the front of the Abbey Road album with 28 if which means McCartney would have been 28 if he was alive. Another clue was Sergeant Pepper. He's got his back turned on the back cover. Secondly, on Magical Mystery Tour, he's wearing a black rose. And then the other thing is, Lennon is saying at the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, I buried Paul. I buried Paul. Now, what he was actually saying was cranberry sauce. Now, there's an example. All of that seems to add up, actually, doesn't it? All those clues are there to convince you that Paul McCartney had died. But the fact is, he didn't die, and he's alive. And that tells us something big about conspiracy theories. There may be some evidence for the conspiracy theory. There may be supporting evidence for it. There may be two or three lines of evidence for it, but it still doesn't mean it's true. And the, what's great about science is you can look at all the evidence combined and then decide it's compelling, you know, and get real evidence for something and then say, right, 
what I'm saying about this particular thing is true because all the evidence stacks up, you know? Now, conspiracy theorists will keep quoting evidence and say, oh, there is evidence for these things. But the, I think the McCartney one's not a bad one to use. There's probably nine lines of evidence that when, and you think, oh, it must be true, but it's not. Now, let's look into it a bit more closely. Why do people believe in these conspiracy theories? First of all, it was thought to be a level of education and attainment. And people who leave school earlier and haven't completed their education, maybe they're more prone to it. That's not true. Even people with higher degrees and university degrees can be susceptible to this. So it can't be to do with your level of education. They rule that out. A big one is they usually emerge in periods of uncertainty. So if there's something very dangerous happening in the world, like a pandemic, say, or if JFK gets shot and then American society is under threat by that, because obviously JFK was very popular and very famous, one reaction is conspiracy, because it gives people comfort. In other words, these things aren't just random events that happen. And the pandemic was pretty random. This virus jumped from a bat into a human. Random, you know? But if it's a conspiracy theory, it gives people, or if there's another explanation rather, which, which turns out to be a conspiracy theory, it gives people comfort. It suggests we've more control over things than we otherwise would think. And that's one reason for it. So times of stress, conspiracy theories emerge. And by the way, 9-11, Another big one that caused massive anxiety, you know, and loads of conspiracy theories around that. So the first reason is it gives people comfort. The second is it often involves picking on someone, scapegoating someone for something horrible that's happened. And again, that gives people comfort, I suppose, and gives them a sense of being in control. So if someone gets picked on, whoever it might be. So for example, big drug companies, they get blamed for COVID, say, whatever it might be, you know. So scapegoating is a key part of this as well. And that gives the people who believe in the conspiracy theory a bit of comfort too. But it turns out our minds are set up for this. It's almost like we're evolved to go for these kinds of things. And again, it could be a survival mechanism in times of stress. And there was one tremendous study done in Holland which kind of suggested this. They got people to think of a time when they felt very stressed or disempowered, right? In other words, in their lives when they felt really under stress, right? Then they gave them stories, one of which was made up about a local political controversy. And they were more likely to believe in it if, if they'd just been thinking about the time they were stressed. So in other words, if your brain is in a stressed state and you're presented with a piece of information, you might believe it's true, especially if it's giving you comfort, you know? And that piece of information might be JFK was killed by the CIA, say, whatever it might be. So again, you're more likely to believe in these things if you're in a stressed state. So it tells us something about the basis for this in a way that, you know, you're inclined to believe things that aren't necessarily true because your brain is longing for some kind of certainty. And it's like clutching at straws almost is one way to think of it. The other thing that, that, that the psychologists talk about is about your thinking style. And again, they've studied people who believe in certain conspiracy theories. If you're inclined to go with your gut feeling, and people are often asked this, they were given statements actually, and they asked, they were asked which one applies to them. So if, for example, you're inclined to say, oh, I'm inclined to go with my gut feeling on something, you're more prone to conspiracy theories. If the sentence, I am inclined to think about things closely, I'm much more analytical, I seek evidence, then you're less likely to go for a conspiracy theory. So it's about your style of thinking, really. The intuitive style, they call it, is more likely to jump to conclusions. Sadly, it's sometimes called lazy thinking because you're not thinking things through. But if, if you're that way inclined, then you're going to be inclined to be drawn to conspiracy theories, especially in times of stress. And it can be deeply embedded in our sense of self. 
So in other words, it's about our own natures, I suppose, to some extent. And if you're very self-aware <laughs> of how you react to things, uh, you're less likely to go for these conspiracy theories. So for example, social media is the worst for this because if you're of a certain disposition and you're feeling stressed, you'll be doom scrolling. You'll be looking for evidence to support these conspiracy theories. If you, on the other hand, are inclined to be scrutinizing logic behind claims, uh, you're less likely to go for it. That's the important message here. So if you do know people who have gone for a conspiracy theory, it is, it's not unnatural. It seems to be, we seem to be built to kind of head in that direction. But the most important thing that I want to talk about is can you help people who go for this? Because it can be very anxiety provoking anyway, especially in families. And secondly, can you protect yourself? from going into the doom scrolling mode because it's a very miserable situation to be in often you know and the answer is yes you can right now and again the psychologists talk about this so if you just think about something reason it out for yourself does it look as if it's true from the evidence you're seeing and if it looks a bit unlikely then it's probably not true and that's a reasonable starting point and science often begins with trying to falsify something by the way so you hear something and you go I'm going to try and disprove that you know that, that was the original idea behind science actually back in the 19th century. So again, if you pause, think, have a look and wonder and look at some of the evidence, you're on in, heading in the right direction then. The second thing is that's very important is whoever is telling you the information, look at their credentials especially their academic credentials. Now, I would say that wouldn't I because I'm a professor in a university. But overall, people who have excellent credentials as experts are more likely to be believed than someone who hasn't. So, you know, it's, now there are obviously some people who are professors in eminent universities who do talk nonsense. There's some of my colleagues, in fact. Uh, I apologize if any of my colleagues are listening. So it's not, not foolproof, that one, you know. But overall, on balance, look at the credentials and, and then you might give more weight to the ones with the stronger credentials. That's the second thing to do, right? Now, the other thing is, a really big one is, if you come across a conspiracy theory and you look at it, and, and if someone is being challenged to say, look, we don't believe in that theory, say, look at how they respond to the criticism. And the ones who plug conspiracy theories, they often go for special pleading, they call this, right? They might say, for example, if you say to them, there's not enough evidence for this theory that the CIA killed JFK, they will answer, well, absence of evidence proves I'm right. They've suppressed the evidence. That kind of response would put you on the alert. So it's all about quality of evidence really and you've got to produce really good evidence to support these theories and if the evidence isn't there and there isn't sufficient evidence the conspiracy theory more than likely is not true you see that's a really important point and remember everyone is vulnerable to misinformation and it's okay because that's normal you know I suppose for us as a species but you've got to build what the book I read he says you've got to build your BS detector Build your bullshit detector, right? And just see, what well, this can't be right. You know, this, this doesn't look true to me. And, and again, it's partly based on your gut. Having just said, don't go with your gut feeling. But it can begin with that. And then look at the evidence. Look at the experts. Look at where it's published. Get more information to try to convince yourself that this may be true or not. And that's the way to defend yourself against the, these conspiracy theories. And I think it's very important in the times we live in. And it's extremely important with big issues like climate change, where we're destroying the planet. There's loads of conspiracy theories about that. The pandemic was full of it as well. Many things have this. And for us to make progress, we've got to say, look, that's not true. I'm looking for real evidence here to tell us what to do next to handle these crises in various ways and respond in the right way. And that's, that's why this has become very important, I think, and especially beginning with our school kids and, and just teach them how to look at evidence, I suppose, and make their own minds up. And remember, if you believe in these things, that's your business. It's a free country, you know. But the point is, you know, use your reasoning 
come to a conclusion based on that reasoning and more than likely these big conspiracy theories therefore are more than likely not true and the countering view is the truer form of what's going on so there you have it the science of conspiracy theories a very important topic for the times we live in thank you very much for listening as ever to my podcast and remember it's available for download every thursday and it's a news talk production